Hey there, I hope you're having a fantastic day or evening. Today, we are going to be talking about how companies hire contractors. So, stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. And this is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, diving in here. So how do companies hire contract workers or contractors or uh, consultants? So there's a variety of ways that companies can hire contractors. And a lot of it is often going to depend on the size of the company and their budget, frankly. So let's look at big companies first. Number one, basically just like they do regular full-time employees, they can post a job, interview, hire, and put them on the company payroll. So basically hire them like normal, just hire them as a contractor. This is probably the least likely option for a large company. The reason being is oftentimes large companies do not want to take on the risk of payrolling their contractors. And what do I mean by risk? So there are certain uh, employment laws in place, at least here in in the United States, where if someone is on a contract for too long, they risk getting themselves in trouble by continually keeping a contractor employed, but not hiring them as a full-time employee because as a full-time employee, they're going to have access to benefits. So in things like FMLA and certain other uh, benefits and programs that uh, full-time permanent employees have that contractors don't. So some companies, and I've been employed with one company um, throughout six or seven different contracts I've had where they payrolled me directly. The rest have all been separate outside the organization. Number two, they can post, interview, and hire. So the hiring process uh, and the interview process is the same, but they payroll them through a third-party employment agency. This I have had done, I'm trying to think of how many contracts I've had. I think it's, let's say six. So when I was payroll direct, and I would say four of the six Nope, three of the six. I have been payrolled through another company, but the interview process was the same. So basically, I was either referred or applied to a posting. I went through a normal interview process. And then at the higher stage, they just referred me to their employment agency to put me on their payroll. So technically, when you are payrolled through an employment agency, you work for that employment agency and then you consult to the company you're working with, right? So this is very, very common and it can save a company money because if they find the person and they just send you to the employment agency simply to be put on payroll, that they didn't find you as the candidate, typically the fees are significantly less. I think typically 10 to 20% on top of whatever hourly rate you worked out with the company that they're going to be getting. And that 10 to 20% covers you being able to be part of their benefit program and then them taking on that risk that the organization doesn't want to take on that risk directly. Now, if they find the candidate that, like let's say you're going to get $50 an hour, it could be anywhere between 20 and $50 on top of 
your 15 hours is significantly more money. Number three, engaging an agency to do all the work, right? So the agency posts the job, they go through the interview process, they help you go through the interview process with the organization, and then they ultimately hire you. That's where the big buck fees come into play. (laughs) And number four, you can actually have your own LLC or corporation or Inc., right? So um, any individual person can create a business entity. So LLC, sole proprietor, Inc., whatever it might be. And you can actually get hired as a contractor through that company or organization that you created. Typically how that works is you would just send an invoice to the company and then they would pay that invoice just like they would any other consultant. I would say that's not, that is definitely less likely. However, it has been done. I've known a couple people who have done that from the recruiting side. The benefit of that is you get a lot more tax write-offs. You typically net more money that way. The downside, you don't have access to like a group benefit plan through a company or through an employment agency. And then also you're responsible for your own taxes. So it's not like a W-2 where taxes are already taken out for you. Uh, you're responsible for paying that at the end of the year or end of the quarter, depending on, or monthly, as a matter of fact, depending on how you set up your organization. So small and medium-sized companies, they can do all of those things, right? All four options I just mentioned. And more than likely, you they'll also be looking at contractors at a more project-based, right? So they might look at sites like Fiverr or Upwork or something similar where it's like, hey, I need a contractor or consultant to help me with this branding project, or I need someone to come in and help build this mobile app or to come in and make my website look pretty, right? Whatever it might be. Um, so small, small and medium companies take advantage of the same options big companies do, but they're also usually more likely to engage some of those more project-based websites as well to hire their contractors. So how are contractors paid? Let's get into that. They can be paid hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, or it could be project-based. So kind of five main ways. Most common is either an hourly rate and that's paid out on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, depending on how payroll is set up or being paid out, at least again in the United States on a project basis. I know a lot of consultants that I've hired uh, on an international basis, they're compensation is based on either a daily rate and then paid out again weekly or bi-weekly depending on how payroll is set up uh, or by monthly for that matter or hourly as well. So it does differ a little bit just based on uh, where you are at in the world. But the what I've never seen is a contractor get paid a salary <laughs> because they're not a full-time employee. Uh, not saying it hasn't been done. I'm sure companies have made that decision. I would say it probably puts them at more risk, but I've just never seen it done. And another question I get when I talk about contractors is why do companies even want to hire contractors? A couple of different reasons, right? So number one, there could be a temporary increase in workload. So it is often a good idea if there is more work to do temporarily, it makes sense to hire a temporary person to come in and fill that need. 
Number two is kind of like a test drive before you buy situation, right? (laughs) So sometimes companies will do contract to hire where they'll do like a three or six month contract to hire, basically saying, hey, if things go well in three or six months or whatever the amount of time, usually it's three or six, but it could be nine or 12 as well. Usually it's in three month increments. Not to say someone couldn't do a seven or eight month. I Again, I've just never seen it, but now it could be 12 months contract to hire, and then they decide sooner to convert someone. So it ends up being only seven or eight months, but usually the initial contract is in three-month increments. And that just allows companies to usually just feel better about a hire. Sometimes hiring managers will want to do this if they've had, you know, maybe they've hired three people in the last year and none of them have really worked out. So they're like, okay, let's do contract to hire. So then if it doesn't work out, it's a little bit easier to cut ties. Or, you know, some people are like, hey, it's what I've always done and it's what works, right? (laughs) I don't recommend contract to hire as a general approach to hiring. You're not going to get the quality and the quantity of candidates that you need. But in some situations, it does make sense to do it. Number three, having an agile workforce. So financially for an organization, it makes sense to have some blend of contractors that are working for the organization. Depending on who you talk to, that the percentage is different. People have their different opinions on what's the quote unquote the right number there. I would say less than 20% though. I feel like if you have more than 20% of your entire workforce being contractors, you probably have more permanent long-term needs and some of those folks probably could be converted. But also if you, you know, let's say you're working for a company and most of their revenue is invested into, you know, one or two really big clients. And if they lose one of those clients and they have to cut staff, usually it's easier to cut contractors than it is full-time employees. So it makes sense to have some mix of your workforce being contractors. Number four, it can be less expensive when you factor in benefits, especially if you post and hire and you just send the contractor over to a payroll company. So right, your fee is a lot less. That can usually be less expensive than bringing someone on full-time benefits, time off, you know, all the things. That said, (laughs) it's uh, not always the best choice, right? Number five, there's definitely lower risk when you go through an agency to hire a contractor. Again, kind of going back to contractor versus full-time employee and what that means as it relates to employment laws and benefits and treating that person like an employee versus a contractor. There's a lot that goes into the word risk. But in general, there's a lower risk when you're doing contracting, especially through an agency. Number six, there could be a specific expertise that you need. Um, So you may hire a contractor or consultant to come in and help you with a very specific, very narrow topic that you don't have a full-time need for. Number seven, there's also usually a quicker interview process, so you can hire someone faster as a contractor. And then number eight, if the company just doesn't know what their headcount plan is going to look like. So maybe they don't know what's going to be approved for the upcoming year or quarter, uh, but they know they need help now, so they're going to hire a contractor. And then if they get the approval, maybe they turn that person to perm, who knows. So options, I kind of already touched on it. Um, One is just a straight contract, uh, either month to month or in three month increments typically, or you can do contract hire as well. So a contract hire is we have the intention to turn this this person a full-time perm as long as things go well. 
So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully that makes sense. If you have a topic or question you want me to cover, definitely reach out. Let me know. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen, to be here, to support the show. I really appreciate it. New website, stephdennis.com. Feel free to check it out. Hopefully by the time this episode posts, it will be (laughs) done-ish. We'll see. Um, you can support the show, listening, sharing with a friend, leaving a rating, leaving a review, uh, monetarily PayPal anchor links are below for that as well. Uh, you can find me on the socials, Steph Dennis 13 for Instagram, TikTok, Instagram, career talk podcast. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so wonderful. I hope you have an amazing, fantastic rest of your day. <laughs>